God is so good. He's so good for where he's taking us. He's so good for what he's showing us. He's so good that he loves us in spite of, in spite of our struggles and the things we don't see or the things that we fear, he still loves us. He's still calling us out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you don't give up. Thank you, Lord, that you don't give up, that you keep calling those things that are not as though they are. You keep preparing a place for us, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Lord, because you are a good God. We worship you because you're a loving God. We worship you, Father, because you're the Father that some of us have never known. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We exalt you, Lord. And right now, this time, we just honor you, Father. We just honor you in this place. We just honor you, Lord. We just honor you because it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. What we know is that you are the constant. You are the one that prepares a place. You are the one that says yes. Yes, we can. Yes, we will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. There was a um, there was a book that I was reading, and it was um, I'm trying to remember what it was saying. As a lady was praying, and she was saying, "Lord, use me, use me for whatever it was she was doing," and she felt like the Lord said, "Use you." I don't use my people. I pull them up, I clean them up, and I help them recognize who they are, and then they walk alongside me. And I was like, dang, that's true. (laughs) That's so true. And what I love about it is that he wasn't being ugly or sarcastic, like, I'm not going to use you, because it's when we get in that place that he does use us, right? And I don't know. God is just so good. He's so good that he doesn't allow us to stay in that place. He keeps calling us. It keeps calling us. Even when we don't believe in ourselves, he keeps calling us. He keeps calling us to our destiny. He keeps calling us to what we were born for, what we were created for. He keeps calling us. Man, where do you get that? Where else can you go to get that? (laughs) When we don't feel it, someone else is constantly pulling us up and saying, walk beside me. Walk beside me. What a God that we have, that he's not wanting us to bid his duties, but to walk beside him because we carry him in our heart. Man, we are his hands. We are his feet. We're his mouthpiece. Let's remember that. Let's remember that wherever we are, what we carry and how we change things. There's power in our voice. There's power in our presence because of who we are. And there's power in you guys. Man, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here you go, Chris. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got, guys. <laughs> it's so cool that she's saying all that because she has no idea what I was looking at or about to share. She has no clue. And... Um, um, 
I'm going right along those lines. Um, you know, the idea of servant is not um, um, the idea that you and I have of a servant uh, is not the the mentality that our father has, that God has towards us, right? Um, you ever been to dinner with folks that really don't, I mean, I don't even know if respect is the right word, but don't even like acknowledge the servers or they're kind of not courteous to them or they come up, you know, and you know what I'm talking about? You know, man, I quit going to dinner with people like that because I didn't want my food to get messed up on the purpose. You know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I mean, that's not the, the we're not the servants of God, even though there, there is some language like that in the scripture. The connotation is that we're sons and daughters. We're, we're partners. We're, we're walking hand in hand. We're not being told what to do. I love the way you just worded that. I had no clue you were going there. And that's just beautiful. But uh, man, it's, it's such a, such a beautiful day, amen, that we can come in and the God of all the universe uh, can just simply walk back and forth with us in our hearts and our minds and, and, and touch and, hey, kids, I love you and, and, yeah, we love you too and he wants to speak things. I believe with all my heart that some of you have already heard some things from the Father or felt or sensed or smelled. I mean, that's in the scripture, so don't throw a rock at me and call heresy or nothing. Um, um, you do know that, right? There are prophets in the Word that have all five senses working spiritually as well as physically, right? Okay, good. I'm in the right church. <laughs> um, man, he's good, amen? Man, you know, Wednesday night, our practice was horrible. It was bad. It was rough. And I think we were all just tired and exhausted and uh, all those other things that we put in there. And uh, I've thought a lot about that night. At the end of the night, as we were standing here, um, we were going over one last song. And I kept, um, um, I, you, know, you know where I stand. So I'm here and I'm, I'm kind of, uh, we all have to watch Adriana for the signals and stuff like that. And so I'm kind of this way and I keep seeing something out of the corner of my eye over here. And there's nobody else here. Raquel's here and I think somebody else is sitting over this way and, and I kept seeing movement over there as that door was open. Now, we locked the doors because we have a lot of people show up that, um, you know, well, I say that from time to time we have uh, uh, some people come in looking for stuff or snacks or whatever. And we, we helped them real quick. But uh, so we locked the door. Sorry. There's been some robberies around the corner over here and stuff, too. So we locked the door since we don't have James back there. Uh, being a shack on the door over there. Uh, but in, I kept seeing something in the corner of my eye, and I, I mentioned it to Raquel uh, later, um, and I, I felt like that night as I was laying down, I was like, man, Lord, what was that? Because I'm trying, I believe everything is prophetic in one form or another. And um, so what was that? And I, I felt like the Lord was saying, man, the doors are, the doors are opening. The doors are open, and uh, that we're about to see. There's been a lot of warfare that we've been talking about, warfare in our families. We've been talking a lot about that for a few weeks now, right? A lot of us are in the midst of it. There's a lot of attack going on, even 
um, around the world and around our country. Um, there, there's just so much, and uh, I, I really believe that for us here at CORE, that, that that's, uh, we're, we're going through the door. The door is open. We're walking in and out, and uh, we're about to see some massive things take place that we've been praying for, that we've been trying to push through. So uh, especially for our families, uh, man, we're going to push beyond what we've been through. Amen? So with that, where's all our kiddos at? All right, here we go. Man, they look good. Are y'all ready to go learn about Holy Spirit and all that good stuff? Yeah? One of you. Okay. All right. Man, Father, we just bless these kiddos and just ask you just to just, just speak to them, Lord. There is no junior Holy Spirit. There's just Holy Spirit. And so, just Lord, just speak to them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Man, we really appreciate you, Lydia, and all you do with these kids, man. So, um, so great to have our, our mom and our pops back with us. Yeah. Woo, man. So glad that y'all are here. They've been gone for a few months here now. And get around, get some hugs, hear all about Alaska and what God uh, has done and what he's doing. Um, we're going to get with them and get some stuff lined out for y'all to share. Um, what all God's been doing. They've been all around the U.S., man. They've been from one point to another. <laughs> and uh, so it's good. 11, uh, look at that. How many months? Four months. It feels like a year that I haven't hugged him, but he came and hugged me this morning, gave me a kiss on my cheek, like the good pop said he is. I love him. Uh, turn with me, if you would, to the book of Second Peter. I want to... Um, I want to finish off on something that um, I touched on last week. Um, Second Peter, let me know when you get there. Uh, chapter one. You know, we read. Uh, uh, we, were, we were looking at. Um, wait, that's not there. Sorry. Going digital, man. Sorry, I keep forgetting that I'm going digital. Second <laughs> um, Peter, chapter one. Is everybody there? All right, we were looking at um, how God has given us every single thing that pertains to life and godliness, right? That is, that He's given you and I every single aspect, every single strength, every single need. All the supplies are filled, everything is done, everything that you need that pertains to life and godliness, He's already given you. Amen? And um, there's a passage in here um, that I want to go back to, but for the sake of it, I'm going to read. Um, I don't know. I feel like we need to get the traction going. So uh, uh, we're going to start in verse 1, uh, and then we're going to end up on verse 10. There's a couple things I'll highlight just to make sure that we're uh, on the same page uh, as we're tracking. Um, but we're gonna. I'm gonna read out of, actually out of the Passion translation. Um, and uh, man, Father, I just ask you to bless your word as we read it. We know it won't return void, and so we just ask you right now to let our ears and our understanding uh, grow as we hear what you would say to us. Amen. You know, as we as we're sitting here and we're gonna read this, um, 
just to be clear, God speaks in all different ways. That's what His Word says, right? He, that's His promise to us, that He speaks in various ways. Um, and so, I, I, I kind of, I don't know why I'm going here, man. This is crazy. So, as I mentioned a while ago, that um, we see in the Word that all five of our physical senses are also spiritual senses in order for hearing the Father. And so I, I feel like I need to maybe explain uh, something here. As we, when I pray that, like, you know, Lord, open our ears, let us hear, whatever like that, um, and to bless the reading of his word, it's not because what you're hearing out of my mouth, but it's because of what you're hearing out of his. What I mean by that is, as we're about to read this passage, you know, of his heart to us, you're going to hear some thoughts. Some of you are hearers. Some of you are just knowers. You just, you know, you know it in your knower. Some of you are seers. You'll see things. Uh, some of you uh, will smell things. It just, it's, it's in his word, and that's a whole other teaching that I love to talk about. So the point is, is as we are reading these passages, pay attention. If right now, if, if we started to smell natural gas, somebody in here would go, whoa. Right, you would you would pay attention. Is that right? Yes. Um, um, if you're in your house and you smell gas, you would start to pay attention. Uh, if you're on the freeway and you don't have <clears throat> and you don't have ACDC cranked up, but you hear the sirens, <laughs> you're hearing something, right? And it gets your attention. Is that true, man? Isn't it interesting how the sirens they come from almost nothing? And then they get louder and louder and louder and louder and louder until, boom, it's right on you, yeah. right? Now, at some point, your attention has to catch that, amen? Um, most of y'all know that we, we, we just sold our farm, and uh, man, um, my bull, Brutus, did any, who in here got to see Brutus? A couple of y'all, yeah, man, Brutus is this big old teddy bear. He's this big old Ferdinand, man. Really, and uh, Brutus weighed about 2,200 pounds, solid muscle, black Angus beef, my man. He put out some good calves, but Brutus loved to rub his head on things, and especially my Levi's, so I would have to brace. He loved it in the wintertime when I had my car hard on, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'd, I'd lean in. Boy, he'd just get going. He'd, he'd get going. You know, and one of the amazing things about Brutus is he had a knack for doing whatever he wanted to do because he was 2,200 pounds and he could do whatever he wanted to do. So does everybody know what a, what a bell ring is? That's a big old metal ring that you put around a bell of hay so that the cows don't, you know, they'll just spread it all over and it's, you waste half your bell. So... Um, Hannah called me one day and says, uh, Dad, here's a picture. And Brutus is inside the empty bell. <laughs> now, this thing weighs a couple hundred pounds, but he doesn't have, you know, thumbs and hands that he can pick. Let me get inside this thing, right? He got to pushing on the hay and, and picked it up and walked underneath it. And there he was walking around the pasture pushing the bell ring. So I had to get Brutus out of there. And so uh, it's things like that. The, the issue is that Brutus, 
doesn't realize that he will kill you. He doesn't know that. He loves you. And he loves you to rub him on his head. He loves you to rub right where the tail comes in on all your cows and bulls, any, any bovine animal right there. That's their spot. Oh, man, that's the spot. That's where, you know, like uh, when you get that scratch right and you're like, oh, and your eyes roll back and, oh, don't stop, right? That's their spot. He loves, he, sometimes he'd come and put his butt over. I mean, get your butt out of my face, man. I ain't doing that. But what happens is, is I lift up the... I lift up the deal to get Brutus out, and he starts, I was like, hey, 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 hold on, brother. And I told him, in the name of Jesus, you will understand me. This is like Balaam and the donkey here, but reversed. I said, you're going you're gonna to wait until I get this thing up, and you're going to walk out nice and easy, and you're not going to kill me today. It's cold. I don't want to get stomped and cold in the, in the water and the mud, and I pick it up. And I'm not going to lie, man, I, I'm, I'm usually, I, I, that stuff, we just got to do it. But I was, a little, I was a little scared. Everything was tight. <laughs> I pick it up, and he, he starts to go, and I, uh, 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 and man, so I just wait. He stops. He stands up straight, and I just I squat this thing up real quick, and he comes walking out, and I get out of the way. It hits him in the back. And he, and he walks out from running, and he comes right up over to me, and he starts rubbing his head. <laughs> and I love it, right? But it was dangerous, too, because sometimes, I mean, he gets you in a corner. He doesn't know any better. And I, I tell you that to give you a picture real quick about something that is vastly important. And how does this tie into Holy Spirit? I'm glad that you asked that. Brutus was solid black. The only white part on Brutus was his teeth. Cows don't smile. We don't have a lot of lights out there. So at night, I would have to go water the cows or put them up when I get home late or, or just go check or whatever. And there was a couple of nights where I, I can't see them. I got to put hay out. I was working so late like that or whatever. And... There was one night where I was just such in a rush. I was such in a hurry. I got the bail over. I'm cutting the strings. I'm pulling it off. And I turn around, and there's Brutus. And I wasn't ready for it. I couldn't. I kept looking around, but the lights on the tractor only cover this spot right here. And I'm, I never see him. He just, all of a sudden, he's just there. What's up, pops? Going to get a rub. Wham! He hits me. I wasn't paying attention, you know. I couldn't see, and I wasn't. And there was one other time after that, then every time I got around him, if I had to do something, I would always put my hand on him. If I'm around him and I'm doing something, I would keep one hand on him because I could feel his movement. Sometimes he would just get scared and he'd just, just jump. Some of y'all know that because, you know, La Raza de North Side, man, you know. <laughs> but me having my hand on him, let, that was my sense of what he was doing, right? I was in a place in the darkness where I couldn't totally see him or hear him or even feel him. I couldn't smell him coming up on me because of the tractor and the diesel burning and all that stuff. I had to pay attention. I had to focus, like, where is he at? I had to now guard my attention. Whereas in other moments, he could just walk up, and I had my hand on him, and I could feel him go left or right. I knew if he was stepping towards me or away from me. 
And that's how I believe we have to be with the Spirit of God. With have your hand on Him, open your eyes, listen. You know, right now you'll hear when the train goes by in a little bit, right? It's already gone by twice during worship. Y'all thought that was Mark hitting that ride, man. No, that was a train. Like, yeah. Like, it's like the siren coming up on you. It's like the train fixing to come by. It's like Brutus wanting to get a rub and he's getting close. We have to put our finger on the pulse of what the Spirit is doing and however you hear Him, however you feel Him or see Him or understand Him. So when we read this here in just a moment, let's open up our everything to, okay, how are you going to speak to me, Father? How are you going to speak to me right now? And if you get a thought, you know, I, I really believe that negative thoughts are only of the enemy because our God's not a negative God, right? He doesn't have this in front of him. He's only got this. <laughs> so when you have these thoughts, maybe write them down. Maybe it's about a scripture. I don't know. I just, I, I wanted to make that clear that he's speaking always. He does not stop speaking. The word, it, there's never, there's only a 30 minute silence in heaven in book of Revelation. And I, I don't know that we actually have that right. We have to go find out from Brian Simmons, I guess. <laughs> My point is, is that God never stops speaking. So hear what he would say as you follow along and read with this, because it's not what I'm saying, it's what he's saying. Amen? All right. First Peter chapter, second Peter chapter one. And this letter is from Simon Peter, a loving servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing it to those who have been given faith as, as equally precious as ours through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 2 says, May grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. This is verse 3, which is so important. Everything... We could ever need for a life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. Just a freebie there. Everything you need has been given. What you want, you got to go after. That's what uh, my good friend Matt Gonzalez told me the other day. We were talking about this. Everything you need has been given. Everything you want, you got to go after. Right? Thank God for my parents. Any of y'all remember when Atari 2600 came out? Man, that was the bomb, bro. You know what my dad told me? Boy, I ain't paying for that. You work. You want it, you buy it. I was working on the farm at that time. I think I was like 11. I saved up $128.19. I remember it. Had to go to Best. It wasn't Best Buy. It was just, it was Best right there on Greens, Greens Road, right there in front of the Greens Point Mall. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Man, went in there, bought it. I come walking out so happy. <laughs> I wanted it. I had to work for it. Now, don't, don't, don't go throw the heresy hashtag on me again now that, oh, you got to work for Jesus? No, it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you want something, you got to go after it. Make sense? All right. Sorry, that was a freebie. Uh, everything that we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us 
by His divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing Him who has called us by name and invited us to come to Him through a glorious manifestation of His goodness. He was so good to us that He invited us. Keep that in mind, okay? Um, He has called us by name and He has invited us. Amen? Verse 4 says, As a result of this, He has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, so that through the power of the tremendous promise, you can experience partnership with the divine nature. Amen? By which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. You, do, you have a divine nature. When you come to Christ, when you have that revelation knowledge that you are the son or the daughter, your nature is gone. That old nature is gone. All things become new. Praise God. That's a whole other teaching. So verse 5 says, So devote yourselves to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness, and to goodness add understanding, to understanding add strength of self-control, to self-control add patient endurance, and to patient endurance add godliness, and to godliness add mercy towards your brothers and sisters, and to mercy towards others add unending love. Verse 8, since these virtues are already planted deep within you. Right there, freebie. They're already planted deep within you. It is a struggle for you to actually go against the heart of the Father. Because that's why, we, you know, that's, that's that thing, that word we call conviction. Right? You know, sometimes I used to hear, man, I love my dad, man. He's, like, he's one of my heroes, man. But my dad is a full-on John Wayne Augustus McRae character. He is, man. And um, I, I just love a lot of the ways that he, he uh, intended to raise me. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't actually do it the way he thought it was going to turn out. It turned out good, but the, the, the manner was not the way we should have done that, I think, Dad. You know. <laughs> But it's okay. I'm here. We're good. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll still dub's line. It's fine. I'm fine. Got a little twitch every now and then. It's okay. The moment that you hear something that says, for some of you it may be, hey, don't you dare do that. Sometimes I hear it that way. Sometimes I hear it like, I don't know that I would do that. And sometimes I hear, the heck is wrong with you? I hear it all kinds of ways. The reason that that happens is because you have the divine nature of the Father. You already have the divine nature of the God of all creation living in you. When you come to the revelation knowledge of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the cross, the however you want to word it, the good news, the gospel of the kingdom, when you come to that moment where He died for me. Your nature is changed. The old man is washed away. And all things become new. And this is just a free reminder that he gives us. Amen. Since these virtues are already planted deep within you, verse 8, 
and you possess them in abundant supply, not only are they in you, but you get them multiplied. They will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowledge of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. But if anyone lacks these things, he is blind, constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting his innocence, for his past sins have been washed away. This is the fight that many of us face uh, when it comes to dealing with our past. Many of us, uh, many people will forget that they're forgiven. God doesn't bring that stuff back up. It's already forgotten. Amen? We are innocent from the past. But look at verse 10. This is where I want to get. For this reason, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited you to salvation and claimed you as his own. If you do these things, you will never stumble. Verse 11 says, as a result, the kingdom's gates will open wide to you as God choreographs your triumphant entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me read it out of the New King James, or New American Standard, verse 10. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choice of you, for as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. This phrase in verse 10 um, about your election. Oh, man, I lost my spot. Come on, technology. Sorry. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choice of you. I want to talk about those few words this morning with you about the calling and the choice that he made to you. Um, you, you see that, 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 what it says right there? Um, I bet um, certain things are chosen for certain reasons. Is that true? If we were going to do a church basketball team, John or Ryan would be the first ones picked. Chris would not. That's just the truth. We're dealing with basketball, right? Never liked basketball anyway. Just kidding. Um, if you were looking at creative ideas, you know, and stuff like that, uh, like with painting and stuff, you would, you would look at Zoe or you would call on Austin. You wouldn't call on Chris. <laughs> right? People come to me a lot and they choose me to, to, they choose to ask me a question about flooring or countertops. Why? Because we're one of the best in the business at it. So they come to us. They come to me. Hey, and it's amazing the questions that we get. It's pretty amazing. God has absolutely no prerequisite for choosing you other than his love and his purpose and his plan. 
Does that make sense? You know, I said this a while back. Um, it's a statement, and I, I never pushed in too deep. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to sooner than later. There's no seniority in the kingdom. It looks like Mary agrees with me. Okay. There's no seniority in the kingdom. You could be coming here since 2006 when the river started, but um, that doesn't mean that you automatically are in charge of every single thing that goes on. It doesn't mean that just because someone else gets a position or a, a thing that they are doing, it doesn't mean that they're more important than the one that doesn't. And it doesn't mean that, um, like longevity and seniority, it doesn't mean that you get first dibs at whatever. You just may not fit in that category of what is needing to be done in that moment. You could be 5'9", trying to play basketball with John. Six five. That doesn't like how dare if I get mad about that or upset that why do they pick John first? Why does John get to play basketball more? Like that's just that's dumb. I got go ahead, John. He's gonna make fun of my little leg. I got little legs. That's what he tells me. You know when he hugs me, he hugs me. He comes and he puts his head right on top of mine. So if there's, a, if, there's a, if there's an issue dealing with something with height, I've been here a lot longer than John. If I'm trying to reach the light bulbs and John can just reach up and touch them and take, then why would I get mad? I've been here longer. I'm going to shondye my legs and make them grow. I mean, come on, man. Choice is very important. Kevin, over there on that camera right there, Josiah has talked the world about Kevin and how he is amazing at that right there, at that production and setting up and, and the way he films, the shots that he gets and all that. Um, like, so if we were to move into, uh, let's just say that we were to grow and we start, we start having our own team, I would be dumb if I didn't say, hey, Kevin, can you lead the team of recording since you know all of it? Wouldn't that be dumb of me? Nobody thinks. Okay. I appreciate that, Pops. That's, see, that's a father loving right there. But you know what I mean, right? It would be uh, inaccurate if we did not choose him to do that because that's where he fits, not because he's, he's pastor's brother. Pastor's brother. That's why he gets to do it. No, that's not true. He's good at it. Yeah? Choice with the Father has nothing to do with any kind of list. And I'm going to break this down for you, this word, with how, man, this has blown my mind. Um, 
many of you know my story and my testimony, and I struggled uh, with rejection for so long in my life. And uh, my family would probably say, what? That's just, you know, you're, no way. And I can give you my testimony, and it'll all make, you'll go, ah, that makes sense now. But that drove me to being a perfectionist and, um, and, and all kinds of other things. And the greatest awakening in my life came when the Holy Spirit grabbed me one night, literally at 1.04 in the morning on July 5th, Wednesday night at 1.04 in the morning at our kitchen island. He grabbed me from behind like, like Jim, this morning, Jim grabbed me. And I heard very clearly right here on my left, he said, Chris, it's not, it's not her, it's not them, it's me. You never accepted that I love you unconditionally. There's a whole lot more to that. And I knew that night that I was chosen, not because I'm 5'9", not, not even because I like Ariat's. Not even because I got a nice blue shirt on or I got a 68 Nova or I own a company. I was chosen purely because of the love that my father has for me and for all of the intricate detail that he put in me to accomplish a certain path that he would love to see my life go down. Does that make sense? So verse 10 in the Passion. For this reason, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The, uh, the Aramaic, it adds this phrase, by your good deeds. And uh, the implication is that by developing the virtues that Peter just spoke about, that we validate God's calling and choice on us. So in other words... What, the, what the, the connotation is there is that in the Aramaic, they had that phrase, you know, validate um, and confirm by your good deeds. In other words, you're acting like your father, and we can see it because this is how he acts. This is what, ooh, that's what God looks like, and that's, you're doing that. So, man, you're his son. I bet all of us can sit here and, and very judgmentally, like, we can actually point out all the things that are not like God. Or at least the things that we think are not like God. Man, I used to think, when I first came to Christ, 17 years old, I'd have seen them flags. Well, I saw all that. We did all that at that church I was at. Man, I thought them people were going to hell. Shonda Baga, what the? Man, I was ready to fight in there, Angela. What the heck? Real judging. I saw one of them videos. Somebody said, mm, he real judgy. <laughs> so we know what that's like, yes? We know what that's like to look at someone and cast that judgment, and that is not our father. He does not do that. But, man, what he's talking about here in the original language was that not that you would judge and not that you have a list. What Peter, if you go back and read it, Peter's not saying this is what you must do. You better have self-control. We know we should, but it's not a list that qualifies us as a son or a daughter. But when you have self-control, when you have godliness, 
When you have all those things that he mentioned, then people say, man, yeah, that looks like God, right? You ever see kids and you go, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so's kid, no doubt. Look at them hard babies, man. (laughs) There ain't no doubt, right? And that's how we confirm and we validate that they had some babies. Look at them. True? I love it when y'all put them pictures in all three of them are there. It's so cool. And you say, oh, that's, yeah, hard babies. All right. So look at this next part. Uh, confirm and de- validate that God has invited you to salvation and claimed you as his own. So this word right here, um, oh, man, I'm going to get it, ekloge. Oh, I'll tell you what. Strong's G, 1589, Eklage. Y'all been learning how I, how I learned Greek, right? <laughs> now you know. <laughs> Blue letter Bible, I love it. Eklage. Eklage, that's the, that's the word right there. And it, it means the act of picking out or choosing. This is the act of God's free will by which before the foundations of the world, he decreed his blessing to certain people. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and the decree made from choice by which he determined to bless certain things by grace. Now, right away, that sounds like, oh, God chose that person before he chose me. No, 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 no. That's not what it means at all. What he's talking about is, look, let me, let me say this. If, if I know I'm looking around and I, I see everybody, I, I think I know everybody in here. If you're watching on YouTube, you're listening on the podcast. we got several on Zoom. i 49 now. I can't read that. Um, you are chosen by God. Whether you choose him or not, he chose you. He did that before he ever said, let there be light. You were chosen. You were written out. You were designed as a prototype of who you are. And no one can take that away. No one can rip that out from under you. You are chosen. What this word is talking about in the the King James and the New King James, it uses the word election. Right now, in America, we know a lot about elections. (laughs) Oh, Lord, don't get Mary started. Come on, Mary. Amen. Come on. (laughs) Man, the thing about God's election of you, do you get that? It's his election of you. Of you. He chose you. He designed you. He wrote you out. Not that you were going to be 5'9 to make jokes about basketball and all that. No, no. He made me 5'9 for a specific purpose or whatever. That's what my mom and dad were. They're, they're little than me. He puts these choices that he made into you for the purpose of fulfilling 
the overall design of what you could accomplish through him. You know, there was a time where I used to be kind of uh, like, you know, Kevin's pretty creative in his own way. Like, I don't, I don't know that Kevin could paint a picture like Zoe or like Austin, but Kevin's pretty creative like that stuff. And there was a time where like them three, I would have been like, oh, man. I actually, I actually had an art scholarship for a while. I used to do a lot of drawing and charcoal and stuff, and I never could get to what y'all do. Like, Austin makes all these, get him to show you the pictures, man. That's just, I don't even know how to describe it, what he, what he does. It's amazing. He's creative. Kevin can look at something and draw it out and build it. Jim's the same way. Jim, Jim's an amazing woodworker. Uh, proof is on those boxes over there. They have not fallen down. They're good. <laughs> and there was times where I would look at that and I'd be like, man, but man, I don't deal with that anymore. I recognize the creativity that they have in that area is their strength. And I don't, I don't have that because that's not my strength. But man, I'm really strong over here. Right? And on and on and on. And it's that way because God chose me. Because God designed me. Last night, she has no idea what I was talking, going to talk about today. But last night, I went in the room and she was sitting there sketching out something on a piece of paper, a notebook. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? She says, man, I've just had this picture in my head. I'm just sketching it out. And all of this that I've been studying this week, it just clicked even more. He's like, man, that's how I was. See, I think, I always picture, sorry, Kevin, I'm going to sit down. I always picture God sitting down. There's just a little, like an, like an oil lamp there. And I always see it like he's at an old, beat-up wooden desk, and he's just sitting there writing. And the only light that you can see is what that little lamp puts off. And to me, this picture in my head, that's, that is, he is sitting there in what we call eternity past. And he's just sitting there on this table, and he's just writing out. Just like Raquel was sketching and drawing, he's sitting there, and he's writing my name and all the little things about me. Man, this guy is going to need someone like Raquel really bad. So let me jump over here and make Raquel right now. Yeah, she's going to be, and then, and then, all this, and oh, man. Oh, and then what they can do together. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. All right. And then, oh, man, they're going to have Rachel. Man, Rachel, golly. And he writes all out. And then Rachel is going to get married to Aaron probably if it goes right. Oh, man. And their kids. Oh, my goodness. I can see these kids. Nova, Petra, Ender, Wilder. Oh, yeah, Wilder. He's going to be really crazy, yeah. I can, I, that's how I picture it. That's for me. That may not be for you. But the point is, is that this, this, this word that he has invited you and claimed you, he claimed you. He claimed you, amen? 
I love what it says that he claimed you as his own. And if you do these things, you will never stumble. The, the reason that we won't stumble is because um, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Are we going to make mistakes? Make them every day. I do. Are we going to fall and have to get back up? Yes, we are. Yes, we will. And that's okay. Isn't it? Because our Father is a good, good, loving Father. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine if Ryan, that brand new baby, what is he, four months old now? Three? Seven months? Can you imagine if Ryan says, boy, why aren't you walking yet? And slid him across the floor. <laughs> Little John Wayne-ish over there. No, I've seen, I've seen you with that baby, man. That's a good father right there. And that's what I'm talking about is just like you and I look at our sons and daughters or our family next to us, we don't cast that judgment. We don't, ca- man, we all got a ways to go and we're all running the race because we were chosen, because we were elected. We were elected to fulfill his plan. Amen? I wanted to read this. Um, there's this other. Um, Brian Simmons put this note in here about that word, ekloge. See, I got it right. Um, this is what he says. He says, the Greek word for claimed as his own is ekloge. Um, and God spoke and you were his. You were meant to be a chosen word from his mouth, and you will not return to him void, but you will accomplish what he has destined for you to do. That is the backbone of the word that Paul or Peter wrote as Holy Spirit was speaking to him of what to tell all the people that would read that letter. And it's the very fact that you're chosen. You're chosen to be his word. You're chosen to be him. You're chosen to fulfill the plan and the destiny of a lifetime that only you can do. And so as we continue on in life and where we're at right now with all this, man, we... we uh, I love what Craig said the other day about what we did last Sunday or Sunday before that. He says, we threw the gauntlet down. You know, we threw it down. And we did. And there was some other warfare that popped up. But that's okay. Because we'll get through it. Because we're sons and daughters of the King. I, I wanted you to leave out of here today with the extra double, triple rev, um, uh, assurance and foundation that you're chosen. You may, not, you may be in here today. I don't know why it was so strong in here about that, at that song, Lay It All Down, but my goodness, man, I thought the roof was about to come off. And I think that what we're facing right now 
is um, is this the reason the door is open is because you got to take a step through the door. Amen. Doors open, but you don't get to experience the room unless you go in. Right. And so. What I believe is about to happen with us. If I if I take my which I think was just a, a prophetic moment there Wednesday night with that door and what I was seeing, if I take that and that song lay it all down was so strong in here and that song was so strong for me. I was hearing some things from the Lord during that song. That's why I got off on the E minor. Sorry guys. <laughs> I got off on the E minor a couple of times. I believe that there are areas that you and I don't realize yet that we need to lay down. And in laying them down, we take a step through the door of opportunity to grow. So here's, here's an example. Um, or, well, not an example. Let me explain what I'm seeing in my head. If you've been here any length of time, you've probably heard this uh, I keep trying to refine my examples because I actually, not because, oh, I want to make it better, but because I keep learning. So in my case, how I battled rejection, I'm free from that. I am absolutely free from the stronghold of rejection that was in my life, but I still battle it. And the reason is because Jesus set me completely free at the cross. Freedom right there. July 5th at 104 in the morning, I recognized the freedom that was available to me and I grabbed a hold of it to the extent that I could understand it. Does that make sense? So then what happens is as I go through life, and I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm walking. I get to a point where my understanding has grown to a new capacity, new level, to where I am now recognizing some things that the Holy Spirit still wants to correct or change or shake off. Hey, son, you're not five anymore. We're going to take the training wheels off because you can do it. Here's the moment. Get on the bike. I'm going to walk with you. We're going to get through this next understanding and you're going to be able to ride this bike with no training wheels. Man, I'm scared. I don't like that. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. Anybody ever fight against the training wheels? Yeah. Then you get on, and you get a little push from Dad walking beside you. And if you were me at seven years old is when I learned how to ride without training wheels. Brand new yellow bike that I got for Christmas. They had just cleaned the ditches out on Tina Lane. Kevin will know exactly what I'm talking about. I came out of our driveway. Dad had me right there, and we're walking, going down the deal, and he says, yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it, and I'm doing this. I'm doing this. <laughs> ah! Right in the muddy ditch. Christmas morning. You know what my dad did? Son of a. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. Boy, look at your clothes. I'm like. Oh, I fell in the mud. Man, the handlebar poked me in the chest. I'm bleeding on my head right here. Get up. Get up. <laughs> Let's try it again. I don't want to. No, you're going to try it again. I don't want to. You got to do it. I hear my mom back there. Thomas Lee, don't make him do that again. 
I'm going to, he's going to learn how to ride this. We bought this bike. And then she says, Tommy. And he's, oh, I meant Santa Claus brought this bike. Shut up, go in the house. You shut up. They get back in the van. They get back and forth. But my dad being Augustus McRae, John Wayne, one get on the road. All right, stop crying, boy. Just a little bit of blood. He wipes it off. Look, you ain't even bleeding no more. I'll never forget it. But daddy, got right here. Let me see. Let me see. He opens up. Oh, that ain't nothing. You gonna ride this bike? And I did. Two more tries. And I rode the bike. I could ride without the training wheels. Good job, man. All right, go in there and clean. Change your clothes, boy. You all wet and muddy. Take them off in the garage. Don't get it in the house. Man, I love my dad. I love him. But you see, I came to a moment where he knew I could do it. Now, the way he did it was not the right way to do it. But that's where I believe that we are as a body and a community. All of us, we have our freedom. The freedom where we were standing at when we got it, and the reality of the freedom is that there's nothing else in front of us. Because at the cross, it was completely done. Freedom. You have 100% freedom from whatever. But your capacity to understand is that a, is a, uh, it's, it's growth, amen? It's in a layer, if you will. You have to get to that next point where, okay. And then dad takes you through lovingly, caringly. Not like my dad. <laughs> and you come to the point where you say, ah, I can ride without training wells. And then you get a mongoose or a diamondback and you start doing tabletops, riding wheelies. And then you start jumping ramps. And then you... Well, before the motorcycle, I actually slashed my head open about four times. Yeah. Another growth moment. Does this make any sense at all? You all with me? I believe that we as a community, we're at a growth moment where we lay it all down, we walk through the door, and we're going to see a radical change. And, you know, as I mentioned many, many, many times over, Raquel and I are more than honored uh, to be walking with such an amazing group of people. And this community has been amazing in our growth and where we've come, the journey that we've been on. But it's time to walk through the door. It's time to take off the wheels, step through the next layer or level of whatever it is, whatever that may be for you. Because when you take a step higher in your identity, the community takes a step higher in its identity. And away we go, walking into our destiny, walking into the, the purpose for which we were created, which is to change the world around us for the betterment of our Father for the betterment of the people themselves. Amen. So stand with me today and let's, let's continue to take this journey together. Um, I don't know where you are or, or, or what you may be facing, but I know that um, it's all going to end up good and this community is going to step into the better because we're going to move together. Amen.
So, Father, I just thank you for each person in this place, each person watching or listening. And right here, right now, Father, I just, I just declare your goodness, but I decree that we as a community are walking through the door and taking the step into the deeper intimacy, the deeper capacity, the deeper understanding that we have in you and even of ourselves in our identity. We thank you, Father, for what you are doing. I thank you for what you're about to unleash on this community right here, for what you're about to unleash on your people, Lord. Uh, your word, we just read it where you talk about that you lavished your goodness over us, Lord. I think you're about to unleash something upon this community, on core church, that we have not seen or understood, but it's going to carry us through the door into the next step of our true reality and our purpose. And Lord, I just am excited for what you're about to do. I speak it over every person here today. I pray in the name of Jesus that our focus would be on you, that we would listen with whatever sense, uh, we would hear you, understand you, smell you, sense you, know you, however that is for us as individuals, that we would continue to press in with that. And I pray over every family in this place right now. Um, for every decision that needs to be made, uh, yeah, I feel like there's someone here that has a very, very important decision you have to make. Almost like a, not a moving, but like a, Uh, like if you, you, you need to go all in or not. That's you? Man. So I'll tell you, uh, Austin, the, the, the word that God gave me a couple of years ago that took our business to a whole new level was go big or go home. And I feel like that's what I was supposed to say. So, uh, man, Father, we just pray for Austin right now, for him and Megan and Penny. Lord, that whatever the decision needs to be made, Lord, just give them the wisdom and the courage to step where you would lead and to bless that family. Lord, they are amazing. They, they have, man, everybody here has just fallen in love with them. And so we come together as family. We stand with them. We run with them, Father. We support them and we pray for them for peace, wisdom, discernment, and courage, Father, to do and fulfill whatever your will and plan is in the name of Jesus. Yeah, man. Uh, man, so be praying for them, amen? Those are not easy places to be in, right? Yeah, and we're all about to step through some of that as a church. I don't know what's about to happen with us as a community, but uh, I feel like that Jurassic Park movement or moment. Hold on to your butts. I don't know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm feeling, man. <laughs> Jurassic Park. They're fixing to flip the switch and turn it all on, and here we go. Man, that's real. Amen. I don't want no raptors getting me. <laughs> Amen. Man, Father, just bless everyone. Thank you so much for your presence in this place in such a powerful day. At least for me, it was very powerful, Lord. And I thank you, Father. We welcome your presence as we go through the rest of this day, and we bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, we love you all. If you need prayer, please come up and see us. God bless and be safe.